welcome to The Mary Mack Show, where we will be talking about your feelings, experiences, and pain following the death of a loved one. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you find yourself in this entire world, I welcome you. So how are you doing, my friend, my warrior? I certainly hope this week finds you well. This week, I'd like to speak with you about the gift of honesty, a gift that you can give to yourself regarding the death of your loved one. Now, you might be a little perplexed about what I'm about to say, but this is something so important for your grieving process. It is the difference between staying stuck and moving forward to live a thriving life. Now, you might say to me that you don't want to move forward to thrive. You are just in too much pain, and I understand that. But besides that, I'm not really ready to honor their memory by living my best life. Well, maybe not yet. And there may be many people around you who also believe that. They are not allowing you to create a brand new life for yourself after someone so significant has died. But I'm here to tell you that you are not supposed to wear black forever. And your decision to move forward should have nothing to do with those other people around you who may decide to stay stuck. Now that veil that you aren't physically wearing, no, it doesn't sit on the top of your head, but inside you, you know you're wearing it. You forego all the invitations that people give you. You decide that you're not going to expand your horizons any longer. And that could mean joining a club or a course, or meeting someone new and going out on a date, or taking a trip alone. You don't give yourself any opportunity to grow and learn. You stay home, you do the same routine day in and day out, and you feel sorry for yourself along the way. Now, I can understand that you're pissed off at me that I'm saying this, but we both know that is the truth. Each day that you remain stagnant and don't try new things and don't move forward toward a better life for yourself, ever since they died, You are telling yourself that they wouldn't want you to go on and have a good life. You are telling yourself that your life is basically over. And you know darn well that that is not the truth. There's a part of you that feels that because they are not alive, you don't have the right to live your life. And I don't really know why people believe that that's the case. 
because it isn't. There is absolutely nothing that says you need to forfeit your life and your future and your happiness because someone in your family who meant everything to you has died. I don't know where they came up with the idea that said, I must live the rest of my life in pain, feeling stuck because a certain person I love died. Where did that come from? In Ecclesiastes in the Bible, it says that there is a season for everything under heaven, a season to be born, a season to die. It doesn't say your season of grief should be for the rest of your life. So if we're going to be honest with ourselves, we must take into account that at some point we need to take off the black veil whether it's physically on our head or within our heart or mentally inside. There is no doubt that we miss them. There is no doubt that we ask ourselves regularly, how am I going to go on living without them? There is no doubt that we may feel stuck and really don't have the energy or the desire to create a new life for ourselves. But if we are honest, we know that we have to do this. Another part of honesty is being truthful about how they died. Are we telling people one version when we know it's another? Are we telling someone that they accidentally overdosed when we know that using drugs is intentional? Now, someone may have given them the drugs without their permission, and that's one scenario. But if someone sought out these drugs, maybe opioids, heroin, cocaine, fentanyl, these are serious drugs, and the person who decided to take them knew that before they ingested it or shot it in their veins. There is no doubt that this can be an exceptionally painful reality for you. You may not know how to deal with this yet. The harsh reality that someone you loved, your parents, your siblings, even your child especially, decided to try these drugs either one time or many times. You may be under the impression that they only tried these drugs once and were killed by them. But is that the truth? Or is that what you need to tell yourself and others to be able to deal with the fact that they were using drugs regularly? Can you be honest with yourself now? You don't need to tell the entire world, but you do need to stop lying to yourself. Maybe your child was involved in gangs. It's very painful to know that they chose to be involved with another family of sorts instead of with you. And as a result of these gangs, they were murdered in the process. And they may have murdered other people while they were in their gangs to prove that they were worthy of being a member. This is an especially painful realization to know that your child or sibling was capable of harming someone else. Maybe it was even a parent.
But being honest with yourself, deep down, you know what the truth is. And it is not an easy truth to live with, is it? Maybe your child was irresponsible when driving a vehicle. They didn't think twice about drinking and drugging and driving. It never occurred to them that they would ever harm anyone else. They took drugs and alcohol to an extreme in their life, and now they have killed others in a head-on crash, as well as themselves. Never did they believe that they weren't invincible, and no matter how many times you warned them about taking the car, they did it anyway. And now, you are left to grieve their death and the pain they caused for another family. In another situation, perhaps they shot another person, and perhaps law enforcement then shot them, and now they were both killed. In all of these scenarios, you are left with the sadness of other individuals who did not take responsibility for their own life. You may have tried to help them for weeks, months, even several years or more. But they wouldn't listen, and they caused deep stress and pain in your household. And now you're left trying to cover up what really happened. You're sad, you're embarrassed, and most of the time you feel stuck. I'm here to tell you that this was their actions, not yours. Who chose the drugs. They were the ones who got in the car while high. They were the ones who became part of a gang. They were the ones who shot another person and lost their life in the process. We can only do so much, but another human being had not taken responsibility and unfortunately it affected so many lives, and not for the better. So you must decide whether you want to allow their reckless behavior to ruin the rest of your life. And I know this probably sounds harsh to hear, but I am the truth teller. I've always gotten myself in trouble because I call out the elephant in the room that no one else wants to discuss. And I'm telling you that you have every right to continue on with a good life. What they did in the past cannot be changed. All you have control over is how you decide to live the rest of your life. So what's it going to be? Do you allow yourself to succumb to the sadness for years and decades? What is that going to do for you? You can't change anything they did, but what you can change is how you're going to move forward and how you're going to reframe how you're going to look at this situation. If you've been listening to me now for a while, especially from the beginning, you know that I've encouraged you to have two journals. One is your gratitude journal where you write five things each night that you are grateful for. And your second journal 
is to release all the pain that you still have inside that must come out. So I'm asking you to take your second journal and I want you to vent. No one needs to see this journal ever. This is where you get very, very real. If you are livid with how they lived their life and you never got to tell them before they died, or even if you did tell them before they died, but it didn't make a mark on them, I want you to write in that journal everything you would be saying to them right now. I want you to write a letter to them for as many days as it takes, as many pages as it takes, telling them everything that you have had to go through as a result of their irresponsibility. How angry you are that they left you with such a mess and the embarrassment among your peers and professional colleagues, not to mention your family. How angry you are that perhaps there is not enough income now because their job used to help you. How angry you are that you had to move homes so that you could financially survive. How angry you are that they left you, perhaps with other children to raise all by yourself, in the case of the death of a spouse. Take the time to write all the things you are angry about, still, to this day, that you never got out of your system, that you've been harboring, leading to perhaps depression, anxiety, and stress. It may take one night where you simply write all night to get it all out. But then tomorrow, more words will come, more feelings will come up, and you will add those to the letter you're writing to them. You may have so many emotions that start to come up that this could be a several-day or even week-long exercise. And that's perfectly okay. It may surprise you that it takes longer than a week. There's so much left unsaid that needs to be said now. When you feel like you've gotten to a place where there is nothing left to say about your pain and anger, only then can you open yourself up to saying on a separate page, I forgive you. Now you might not feel this forgiveness, and that's fine. The whole idea behind forgiveness is for your benefit, not theirs. When you live your life in unforgiveness, it makes you stay stuck and it causes illness. Your system is not at ease, so you come up with diseases, diseases that affect your life, and I do not want that for you. You have enough trauma to deal with. Their death has restricted you from moving forward, and it's about time that we release that. Whether you feel like forgiving them or not is not the issue. You will simply write the words, I forgive you, at the top of a clean page, and just leave it there. 
and I will believe for you that God will handle the rest. And I will believe for you that God will give you the peace that passes all understanding. He promises that in his word. So I hope you will do these exercises. I hope that you will understand how important it is. What they did has no bearing on you. Yes, it was embarrassing. And yes, it was something that you never thought would happen in your family. But it did. And now it's done. It's time for you to move forward, to create a good life where you've given your soul the gift of honesty to tell yourself what you know to be true. And even if, at the beginning, a completely different scenario is given to you, there may have come a time since their death that you learned more and you were unhappy about it. You know in your soul what really happened, and it's time to release that so you can move forward. So I trust that you will take out your second journal and do this exercise. And I trust that if you don't have one, you will get one. Don't wait. Now that you've heard your voice, you have no excuse. You know I love you, and I want the very, very best for you, and you cannot stay stuck any longer. It's time to write everything out to them. Finish that letter and get this all out of your system. I bless you. So now it's time to get up and dance, dance, dance. Whether you think this is silly or not, you know that it's helping you. Thank you for being with me today. Remember to write five things each night in your first journal that you are grateful for. Subscribe, rate, and review my podcast wherever you listen to me. And please share this podcast with at least three members of your family or friends who are grieving this week. And as always, remember to be happy because you deserve to. I'll speak with you again soon.